I'm excited that we are talking about wisdom. We, we should talk about wisdom more. Uh, our Bible has a wisdom section, kind of like how you go to, you know, to any bookstore. You have you know, this section here and this kind of material here. Our Bible is set up kind of the same way. We have a wisdom section that I don't know that we as Christians think enough and talk enough about. So we've looked at Job. Job is a book of wisdom. Of course, Proverbs uh, is there. Uh, my second favorite book, which is Ecclesiastes, is a book of wisdom. And even within the Psalms, there are these wisdom Psalms that find their way through, reminding us that we should talk more about wisdom. And here's why, because you probably know the song, right? What the world needs now is love. Sweet love. Now, I'm not going to disagree with that. The world needs love, right? And we're told in Scripture that God is love. love. So if God is love, we know we need God. So if we need God, we know we need love. Y'all with me? So I'm not going to argue that the world needs love, that we need love. But I think maybe we're missing something sometimes. Because even our understanding of what love is gets confused. A lot of times the love we see on TV and the love we hear about in our music, that's not really love. It's certainly not biblical love. I have to think about when I see, when I see a company using advertising to sell love, I, I have to wonder, is love really trying to be sold? Is that real Love, And so we need a better understanding of what love is, what biblical love is. And what I'm going to suggest to you this morning is that understanding comes from wisdom. Would you say that with me? Understanding comes from wisdom. Now, my, my inclination is when I say that, that understanding comes from wisdom, my inclination, I have to fight myself back, that uh, understanding comes from wisdom. Maybe instead of pointing up here when we talk about wisdom, maybe we need to point here. Or maybe we begin to think and reflect on a little bit more. Maybe we actually do this. That there is something deeply rooted in our hearts and in our minds concerning the wisdom of God. And in today's reading from Proverbs, uh, wisdom is speaking to us. Wisdom, it, it, wisdom she's, she's selling herself to us this morning. I don't like the way that sounds. I'm sorry. She is, wisdom is, wisdom is reminding us of her resume. How about that? She is promoting herself to us. She is showing us just how important she is. And here is her biggest achievement, her biggest accomplishment, according to wisdom herself. I was there before the world was created. So what wisdom would tell you to do is look at anything in the world that you see. Any wonder of the world that you look back and think, wow. Whether it's the mountain ranges, whether it's the sea, whatever, whether it's the tiny creatures, you look at that and be amazed and realize this. I was here before that stuff was here. Wisdom's greatest achievement is that God used her to build creation. I want you to think about that. God is the one who spoke creation into existence with his words. But what wisdom reminds us is God did that with me. God built creation with wisdom. 
Now, if God used wisdom to build all of creation, here's a couple of questions for you. Why do we think that we can get through life without it? Or maybe a better question, why do we sort of push wisdom aside as some annoying topic that gets in our way while we're really trying to live our life? Wisdom is telling us that when you have me, you actually have life. That when you decide to push me away, when you decide to pursue everything you want without including me, wisdom in your life, you don't really have life at all. You don't have life until you build with wisdom. So, sisters and brothers, as you are sitting here this morning, as you think about your life, let me ask you, what are you trying to build right now? Maybe you're trying to build a, a family. Maybe you're trying to build a strong marriage. Maybe you're trying to build faithful children. Maybe you're trying to build a career. We're all, we're all building something if we, if we think about it. And, and what about as a church? What, is a church? what are we trying to build? What kind of church are we trying to build? We say that our, our mission is to make disciples. When you make something, you're building it. So if we're here to build disciples, how do we do that? If we're here to build better communities and a better society, how do we do that? One thing we know is we can't do that without wisdom. If we are going to build any of these things God's way, if we're going to build our families or rebuild our families, our marriages, our children, our discipleship, our communities, if we're going to build any of that stuff God's way, we are going to need God's wisdom. This is not just a topic for preachers. It's not just a topic for smart people to talk about. This is at the heart of who we are as kingdom-building people of God. If we're going to build, we need the wisdom to know how to build God's way. Are y'all with me? All right, y'all look a little tired this morning. I'm just making sure. So how do we get wisdom? Well, I've already told you before in the last couple of weeks, and it should be obvious to you. How do you get wisdom? You, you live it until you get it, right? Certainly. Pray for it. It's okay to say, God... I am praying that you give me wisdom. But we also realize we have to want it. We have to seek wisdom. Wisdom doesn't just accidentally fall into our laps and into our way of being. We have to actually want and desire wisdom. And so we pray for it and we seek We seek it. Those are the things that we begin with. And I'm going to give you today... The one thing, the one thing that you should also be doing to gain wisdom, the one thing that is the most wise thing you can do in order to get and pursue wisdom. Y'all with me? Y'all want the one thing? The one thing that we need to do, that you need to do, is to be with other Christians. Now, I don't just mean here in worship, okay? Y'all with me? I mean, it's good to be in worship. You know how I feel. That's a blessing when, when we're here together. But here's what I've also heard. Our worship time, sometimes the loneliest time that people have. 
surrounded by people, but yet they feel alone. You know why? Because they have to put on a front. Because they have to put on a smile and act like everything's fine. Now you might say, of course you don't have to do that. Really? And why do people feel that way? Just because you're with someone doesn't mean you're connected to them. And it seems to me that we have lost so much of what it means to be the community of God together. That if you look at the church, at the church, at the church, so much of what we're struggling with is that we are so disconnected and we don't even realize it. We're together when we are, but we're disconnected otherwise. And if you look at scripture like we are doing, you, you look at what's important to Jesus, you look at what's important to the heart of God, and you realize that you cannot get very far at all without being truly connected as the people of God. We have to be gathered with other Christians in a meaningful way. That don't also just mean to say, oh, when we sit together, we do this or we go there. I'm talking about a time where you can also say, what's life look like to you right now? What does your faith look like right now? If you're not convinced that we don't need that, pay attention to the pain of the world around us. Pay attention to how people, you know, we've had, unfortunately, um, in the past couple weeks, you know, celebrity figures take their life, right? And one of the things you, you hear, oh man, they were, they had everything. They had everything. The husband said, well, you know, she... She, she had her life that everybody saw, but at home she was something completely different. She had a struggle that nobody else could see, maybe was willing to see, because of who she was. Sisters and brothers, I, I believe God in his wisdom is telling us that the wisest thing we can do is to reconnect as the people of God. That that might be the greatest witness, one of the greatest ways to witness to the world around us, that the church of God is a place where people can connect, not on a superficial level, but on a deep spiritual level, in a way that guides us through life. And that there is something, you know, and when we connect that way, and you tell me how your life is and how your faith is, and you tell me how you overcame the rocky times in your marriages, then maybe I find a way that I can overcome mine. Or maybe you tell me how you struggle with your doubt, and it helps me be okay with mine, and it reminds me that I can find a way of wisdom through my doubts. Or you tell me how you raised your kids, the trouble that you had, and God through that gives me wisdom to do the same with mine. Are y'all with me? That maybe if we can connect together in a real God way, not in a superficial, hey buddy, how are you way, but in a how is it with your soul way, that maybe we would better understand our life together. That when I hear your life, God uses that as a way to better understand my life. And as you all know, understanding comes from wisdom. The wisdom of God is reminding us that we need each other. That 
God used wisdom to build creation. And all of these things that we want to build, we need the wisdom of God. I'm convinced that what we do on Wednesday nights, you've heard me talk about it before, is probably the holiest thing we do around this place during the week. Uh-oh, right? And here's the thing about what happened on Wednesday nights. It was new. And as you all know, anytime you do something new in a church, it goes over well and everybody's happy. So Wednesday nights, what we started doing is we asked the question that's important to us at United Methodist, how is it with your soul? give people a chance to say, hey, this is what's going on right now. I can rejoice about this. Or sometimes it's things that we aren't rejoicing about, but we're sharing together. And I'll never forget, we had taken a break for some weeks. I don't remember what was going on. And we came back together. And when we came back together, one of the people that was a part of the group said, I just want to say that I've been coming to this church forever, and I have never known you all the way that I have come to know you in the past several weeks. And the way I translate that is when we know each other better, wisdom is built, holiness is built, faithfulness is built in a way when we try to live separately. We need each other. I think when we get to know each other, when we get to know one another's faith and each other's life better, we get to know our own life better as well. And we also get to know God better. Is that something you would want in your life, to know God better? Nobody wants to say no to that, right? So what I'm suggesting to you this morning is that a way to get to know God even more is by getting to know each other even more. And don't get me wrong, that's hard work. Sometimes people are hard to deal with. My wife just said, Amen. I heard her. <laughs> but when we do that work together, God works in a powerful way. The wisdom you can get by yourself, I believe you'll find some wisdom along the way. I believe it'll be from God somehow, but it won't be the full wisdom of God that you get when you're with each other. Because that's not how we're designed to work, how, to, how we're designed to live. Very very beginning, very creation, God says, let's form them in our image. So even our basic understanding of who God is, is a community. Why do we think we can get, life, get through life on our own? Are we bigger than God? So this is, brothers, brothers, this is what I want you to do today. I want you to consider wisdom. And I'm going to give you a few questions that I want you to to actually write down, right? And, and if I don't see you writing down, I'm going to be honest, I'm going to judge you, and that's fine. No, I'm not. I'm but here's what I'll remind you. Did you. So we read from Proverbs, but did you pay attention to the gospel reading we had? You see, Jesus came in, and he came into his hometown, and, and he's giving these parables, and the people are like, whoa, this is wise stuff. They say that, right? This wisdom is, ha. Ah. But then they say, wait a minute, that don't sound right. Wisdom can't come from a person like him. And because... Because they weren't willing to actually listen and engage with the wisdom of God, you know what? Did you hear what the scripture said? That Jesus could do no powerful deeds there. We have to be willing. If not, we miss out on the power of God. So here are the questions. I have four questions. I want to. I want you to write down. 
I, I, want you to, I want you to think about this through the week. I want you to talk to it with your spouse, with your kids. Uh, talk about it with a spiritual mentor or somebody you want to get to know. These are four questions. All right, here's the first one. You ready? What have I tried to build without God's wisdom? What have I tried to build without God's wisdom? What have I tried to build without God's wisdom? Here's the second question. What do I want to build right now? What do I want to build right now? What do I want to build right now? Third question. What do I want to have built in five years? And if you want to change five to ten, ten, well, that's fine. What do I want to have built in five years? What do I want to have built in five years? Now, those three questions, that's for you and your family. and something you can think about how your life looks. But there's also this last question. It, it involves all of us in a way together. Because uh, he, what does God want us to build next? What does God want us to build next? Like us, like Kelsey Memorial United Methodist Church. What does God want us to build next. I don't know, you may not realize this now, but in four short years, four short years, uh, we're going to celebrate being in ministry together for 150 years old. We're going to be 150 years old in four years. When 150 years comes, what are we going to be able to say that, man, we are building right now? People who came before us, they built this and they did that. What do we want God to tell us to build? We're going to build things God's way. We're going to need God's wisdom. So may our prayer be that God gives us his wisdom that leads to understanding and faithfulness. In the name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Amen.